listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work with the free KSLX app. Sounds good and loud, huh? 100.7 KSLX. Good morning, it's Mark and Neanderthal. With whom do we have the pleasure of speaking? This is Chris Hi, welcome to the radio program. We're going to ask you three questions, and you're going to get two out of the three correct because we believe in you on this Monday. You're officially enrolled in Mark and Neanderthal's Middle School. Sweet. Here we go. Now, you know that Captain Marvel opened over the weekend. We did this on Friday. It was kind of fun. You have to tell us, when I name a superhero, are they from the Marvel Universe or the DC Universe? Here we go. All righty. The first one is Wolverine, Marvel or DC? Uh, shoot, Marvel. You are correct with that one. Your next one is The Flash, Marvel or DC? Marvel. That is DC. Your last one. And this is for all the marbles. Elongated man. <laughs> what? Marvel or DC? Uh, DC. You're right about that. Yes. yes. And the crazy thing is there is a superhero named Elongated Man. Who, by the way, I, I, I'm guessing it's the same thing as Plastic Man, who was he, also he, DC. Yeah, you know, his neck stretches for, you know, 50 feet, that kind of stuff. Yeah, he's yeah. Plastic Man. Yeah. Yeah. So, you have picked up the Lou Malnati's Pizza. Nice job. Awesome. Just keep in mind, Elongated Man and Plastic Man are two different superheroes. They're the same. They have the same, yeah. almost the same. They're very uh, similar. Yeah, they're very similar. Yeah. But Elongated Man is not as infinite as Plastic Man. Plastic Man is invulnerable, <laughs> and Elongated Man is only nigh invulnerable. <laughs> what a terrible name for a superhero. A elongated name. Man. It's like. That's so stupid. The superhero who specializes in grammar, it's Conjugated Man. Yes, it's, exactly. You know, it's yeah. just, it's, it's one of those where they're like, I can't think of anything. Yeah, let's use that. Well, I think that's probably what happened. They're like, uh, can you describe the man that was here? Well, he was, uh, he was uh, elongated, I guess, is what he was. So I don't. Know how... I mean, you know, if it's cold, he's not quite as elongated as he should be. That is very true. Right. I don't know what the official box office totals were, but I'm sure Captain Marvel was the number one movie in the country, and uh, it was kind of. I saw that uh, the star of it, Brie Larson, showed up at one of the theaters that it was showing at and handed out popcorn to everybody. Oh, that was nice of her. How... Gee, I wonder where she got that idea. Don't, That's don't right. She stole out... our gig. Don't we, don't we hand out popcorn certificates every at every movie we do? That's right. She yeah. stole our gimmick. Damn it, son of a. Here's the thing. Uh, the, the Captain Marvel movie might have done well, but the reviews are mixed at best. Yes, there are I some saw people those, who yeah. can't, yeah, who can't yep. stand the movie. So yep. it'll be interesting to see what happens. Then, of course, the second Captain Marvel movie, known as Shazam, will be out in a couple of weeks, too. So yeah. confused, you won't be after the next episode of Soap. And by the way, if you did happen to take the four hours this weekend and watch the Michael Jackson documentary, just curious if it changed your mind, whatever your mindset was going into it. Give us a call, 480-470-KSLX. We'd be interested to hear. Tom Petty's a great storyteller, so we'll try and do the same thing right here, right now, with Mark and Paul's story time, but I think Rick is going to help us out and pick which story he wants to hear. Rick, are you there? Yes, I am. All right, Rick, you have a choice of two stories to be the arbiter of taste. Which story sounds more interesting to hear for the listeners of Phoenix Radio this morning? The, the one that says, I had to wear an eye patch for a week afterward. Or the one involving the little-known steamship, the Sicilian Prince. 
You know what? I think the one with the eye patch sounds like it would be a little more interesting. <laughs> nah, you'd be you'd be wrong, but okay. <laughs> Here you go. Here's right. your story. Here we go, Rick. So I went to a wedding this weekend. My wife and I went to a wedding. It was a friend of our son's. So it involved a whole bunch of people who my friend or who my son grew up with. So we knew a ton of people, the parents and everything at the wedding. Right. So uh, the bachelor party was a few weeks ago, and they went to Las Vegas. One of the guys who was in the wedding party, my son was not, but one of the guys who was in the wedding party that went to the bachelor party in Vegas was telling us about it, and my wife said, oh, Las Vegas, like the hangover. He goes, yeah, a little bit. I had to wear an eye patch when the weekend, when the week was over. I had to wear an eye patch for a week afterward. Yeah, that's the quote. So we said, okay, why did you have to wear an eye patch? And it went a little bit like this, and I will condense it to just the essentials here. All right. But basically, this kid, who's, you know, young man like my son, got separated from the pack, and they had been partying all night. So he was by himself. He wound up in a cab, like agreeing to share a cab with this other guy that he had just met to go to another club. Mm-hmm. When they pulled up to the other club, the guy, the other guy who had been so friendly, said, Hey, you're paying for this cab, right? And, you know, the guy I know said, uh, yeah, I guess so. He pulled out his wallet, grabbed some money out of it. The other guy grabbed the money and started running. The guy I knew grabbed the other guy's arm to stop him. And the thief turned and threw a drink in his face. He thought it was just a drink. So the rest of the night, his eye is driving him nuts. He wakes up the next morning in a complete fog with everybody else who he's reunited with. And he's like, my eye is killing me. And they take him to the emergency room. The guy had actually thrown some sort of chemical agent in his face and burned his cornea. So what I learned was that your son's friend shared a cab with Jesse Smollett. (laughs) It's kind of like that. He shared a cab with some guy who was a con man and stole his money and then threw something nasty in his face, burned his cornea. Mr. Fuji. He is fine, but he had to wear an eye patch for a week after the weekend in Vegas. All right, there you go. There's your story. Congratulations. Oh, I, I think you guys were right. I think I picked wrong. Oh, uh, you, yeah. you didn't like that story? <laughs> but if you, Throw the other one at me, too, if you want. All right, real All right. quick. The quick story is uh, I, uh, I got a password to Ancestry.com over the weekend, spent the entire weekend researching my family tree, and found out that my grandfather, Domenico, Wound up in the United States, not because he immigrated here, but because the Sicilian Prince, which was the steamship that he was traveling on, crashed into Long Island, New York. So they didn't they didn't really emigrate to the United States. They just accidentally got here when the steamship crashed in Long Island and they had to unload these 600 immigrants from the from the boat. That's it. That's wasn't that all that exciting. Uh, you know what? I do. I got to admit, I like that one actually better. So. Yeah. But, Rick, <laughs> that, there were no eye patches in that story. <laughs> yeah. It's a, good, it's a good story, though. It's pretty funny. Jeez, I thought I was a shoe-in with the eye patch. Nope. All right. No Hang on, Rick. <laughs> there you go. There goes Rick. Yeah. That's, that's hilarious. I went through. I mean, you'd go down the rabbit hole of Ancestry.com. I think I was looking for somewhere around three and a half hours unabated. I didn't get up out oh, of Oh, I'm chair. sure it can suck it's in like ridiculous that. ridiculous yeah. how many. And I don't know half of the people that are in my family. I have no idea who these people are. None. But I'm connected to them at some point. Do any of them have eye patches? Well, I don't know. I just know that I just know that the ship that my grandfather came to the United States on crashed. That's how he ended up in the United States. I have no idea where they were supposed to go, but they crashed in New York City. It's 636. <laughs> I thought for sure the eye patch would do it for me. Nope. 
Thursday, Friday last week, we spent some time talking about the whole Michael Jackson documentary. And with that in the news and the R. Kelly situation in the news, it's interesting. Did you see Saturday Night Live with Pete Davidson's thing during yeah. Weekend Update? I yeah. mean, he's he's pretty interesting sometimes. And I'm a fan. I like the guy. I think he takes chances. I think when you're as talented as he is, you can take chances. Is he going to ruffle some feathers? Yes, absolutely. He's going to ruffle some feathers. But I think all of our great comedians have done that over the years. Well, you know, we talk about Michael Jackson, R. Kelly, these things they've done that are very disturbing or that they've allegedly done right. that are very disturbing. You know, you're, you're faced with that issue. Do you still listen to their music? I thought his perspective was, was pretty interesting. Like, I'm just saying, you don't know how good someone's music really is until you find out they're a pedophile. <laughs> and I understand people who say, like, how could you listen to that music after what he did? Headphones? I don't know. He's able to make stuff like that funny, which is is a skill in and of itself. Well, I, you know, and I'm one of the people that believes, and we had we had a fairly heated argument about this in the in the office this week, this past week, about I don't understand why radio stations, and I guess it's easy for me to say this because I don't work for a radio station that has to make a living playing music by people who have uh, you know artists who have done horrible, unspeakable things. I mean, if you exclude Jimmy Page and 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 Vari and Keith Richards and some other people out there, yeah. but but my point is they're two totally different things, and it's so easy to throw stones when you don't live in a glass house. You know what I mean? Right. No, I, I, I understand. I and that you know the, that argument we were having was was is a is a bigger issue. But um, this Pete Davidson thing, one of the aspects that we were talking about during this argument is, yeah, if you look closely enough at various celebrities, right. whether they are singers, uh, movie stars, or whatever, um, if you look closely enough, you'll find something that may turn you off to ever enjoying their stuff again. Look, believe me. Look, once we start doing our research, we're not going to have much left. You know, because it seems like all really talented people are sick. So here's my plan, and hopefully you guys like it. Every time any of us listen to a song or watch a movie made by an accused serial predator, you have to give a dollar to charity that helps sexual assault survivors. Well, that's, that seems like a very altruistic viewpoint. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know? I mean, obviously, you're not going to do that every time you, you enjoy a song like that. So, so you could just set up a monthly donation. To come out of your yeah. come out of your yeah, bank you account, no, to, yeah. to go to a, a you know a charity that helps victims of sexual assault, that'd be a very good idea. I guess, yeah. I mean, it's uh, the whole thing is, and again, if you didn't get a chance to see the documentary on Michael Jackson, the Leaving Neverland thing, you should probably see that. Uh, and if you did see it, we gave you a homework assignment over the weekend. Uh, if you happen to have seen it and you have a thought that you would like to share, we are interested to find out if whether or not you went into it with a preconceived notion of what Michael Jackson is all about, and if that notion is any way changed for the better or worse. Yeah. In that thing. Yeah. I will tell you this. From personal experience over the weekend, we went to a wedding, and my wife's foot is still bad, so we didn't dance at all. So I was right. just kind of observing the dance floor. I can tell you that it was a rowdy dance floor the entire night. But when this song came on... It got even rowdier. Yeah, there no. was no, there were no complaints. I'll just say that from the dance floor. Right. Yeah. I, I think that uh, if you like Michael Jackson's music and you're able to separate the man from uh, his deeds, then yeah. then by all means, have at it. I guess. Yeah. To each their own, right? Yeah. The revolution starts today at ten minutes after eight o'clock. You get your first chance to become eligible to grab a 2019. 
Toyota RAV4 from the Valley Toyota dealers. So yeah. that's a reason to be here. If you could get it off the front curb of the radio station, that would be helpful. It's illegally parked. It is. Call the city and have it moved. It is illegally parked yep. right now. Yep, get it out of there. We'll give you an opportunity Jeez. at that coming up a little after 8 o'clock. Check out KSLX.com for more information on that. Meanwhile, you know, we've, we've been inundated with phone calls and emails telling us about the story of the woman who was gored slightly by a Jaguar in Litchfield Park. And although we agree she is a dumbass of monumental proportions, this is a, for, a, a format where we go to a different direction. Dumbassery of a different nature because yeah. this woman deserves her own her yeah. own moment. Yeah, we talked a little bit about the Jaguar lady earlier and we, we can go back to the Jaguar lady. That's what she'll be forever known as, the Jaguar lady. Oh, Jaguar lady. Yeah. yeah. You're the Jaguar lady. You know, chicks dig scars except when they receive them. <laughs> well, she's going to have the scars and people will see them and be like, hey, what's that from? Well, there was one time I was at the zoo. Oh, you're the Jaguar you're lady. the Jaguar lady. Yeah, yeah. she doesn't even have to even pull out her phone or anything like that. I wonder if she got the shot. I would love to see the shot. Somebody did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you'll see this particular story as we shift away from the Jaguar lady for a little while. <laughs> the Jaguar lady. You'll see this one at the Mark and the Interpol Facebook page. <laughs> she's not a cougar. She's a Jaguar she's the lady. Ja- she's the Jaguar lady. I, you know, well, I'd like to call her Chum because I don't have her name. <laughs> she's Chum or Fancy Feast. We'll just start calling her Fancy Feast. <laughs> so here's the uh, here's today's dumbass story. Mary Taylor had a pretty crazy Thursday last week in her town of Forest Park, Ohio. Ah, uh, Ohio. Yep. 20-year-old Mary was acting very strangely, so her family had police come over to check on her, but since nothing was wrong and she wasn't presenting necessarily a danger to herself, they couldn't do anything, so they took off. Well, a short time later, Mary called police from a nearby Walmart saying that she needed help. Police went over there. They picked Mary up. They brought her back to the police station where they wanted to, to calm Mary down and then maybe get her a little bit of help. Okay. So she wasn't in custody or anything, so Mary was just sitting in the lobby of the police station. But then she wandered out into the parking lot. Now, why is she wandering? And she, she should be there just trying to get everything taken care of? She stole a car. Why? And I think you know what kind of cars are in police station parking lots. Uh, hoopties? Police cars. Oh. Yes. First thing Mary did in her newly found vehicle. She was... ran the siren, didn't she? <laughs> no, Because that's no. what I would do. No. No, she's being real low-key uh, driving a police vehicle. Uh-huh. Uh, first thing she did was drive back to her family's house. Okay. So her mom looks out the window and says, oh, there's Mary driving a police car. No police in the car. Yeah, that's... But just, Mary's in the car. That shouldn't cause any concern whatsoever. So the mom alerts police. Who, by the by way, the... Are, there any, are there any tracking devices in a police car? Is there any <laughs> yes, way they, there, there's that too. Okay, yeah. just making sure. Yeah. So the police realize, you know, hey, Geez, the car is missing. They start heading over to Mary's house. Mary figures out they're on the way. She takes off in the cop car again. Now, Forest Park is right in the southwestern corner of Ohio, kind of near Cincinnati. So she starts driving, and this soon becomes a multi-state car chase. Is that right? Indiana, Kentucky, they're all right there, right? Yes. Yes. They're all on the move. They're chasing Mary down the interstates, the back roads, the byways, the highways. They're in hot pursuit. Hot pursuit. (laughs) Mary wound up driving over two sets of stop sticks, crashing down an embankment, then getting out and making a run for it on foot. (laughs) How'd that work out? (laughs) Well, police were able to round Mary up pretty quickly after that. She now faces a whole host of charges. Now, we'll give her credit. Yeah, she's scrappy. Sure, she's resourceful. But she's also... The Mark and Neanderthal, dumbass of the day. I think that's a beautiful story you ever told. Mark and Neanderthal.
as I was defending myself on Friday from unfair accusations of being a bad husband because I didn't sit with my wife when she went to an urgent care one I'm time. just going to let you continue to just tighten that noose around your neck right there because the Wait. fact that you would leave your poor, ill wife alone in the barren wasteland of a waiting room of a urgent care where she sat for how long? Uh, over an hour, but she yeah. was cool with it. She yeah. was even on the phone with us yeah, yeah. on Friday. You know why? She because cool she's a it. caring and loving human being who would never which, hold you, you know, to account for your which is why, lack of decision. Which is why she's she's so wonderful, which is why I do things like lay on her side of the bed while she's getting ready for bed so it's nice and warm when she gets in. To be fair, you fart. So we had all kinds of people calling in with those tiny little spousal courtesies that they do for their significant other. Well, she works third shift, so when I get home, I clean the house, I get stuff ready for dinner, I cook the dinner, and then at 7 o'clock, I go in there, wake her up with a cup of coffee. Hi. Um, I have one I like to throw in that my husband does for me every morning. Okay, so you're the wife, and you have something that he does for you. I do. So I have kind of a bad back, so every morning, I'm a little stiff waking up, so he actually gives me a massage every morning while I'm waking up. Nice. So I'm not so kind of stiff while I have to get ready for work. I get up at midnight to go to work every day, and my wife always gets up anyway, so she watches a couple hours of TV, but after she gets up, I always make the bed so it's all nice when she gets ready to go lay back down. All right. All right. All right. Yeah, that's, that's not, I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. Making the bed is, it's nice, but it's not, I mean, that's not above and beyond. It's nothing special. Here's a guy who's helping his wife while she works towards her doctoral degree. Oh, look at it. Is she I a stripper? I my wife's feet while she's studying on her doctoral degree. Oh, nice. Is she studying to be a podiatrist? Because that would work out in your favor in the end. <laughs> Actually, she's director of nursing, and she's getting her uh, DNP, and uh, that's my retirement fund. There you go. Nice <laughs> job. Yeah, so you're, you're just working towards your future. Yeah, that's right. You're planning for your retirement. Sweat equity. Yeah, he rubs, nice her, he rubs her feet. Right, all right. Well, that's smart. And, 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 and it's pretty gross, too. So there, that, I think that's going above and beyond. Anytime you touch somebody else's feet. All those are nice. Yeah, they're pretty good. But I think this guy was the topper. What are you talking about? Most inventive, coolest idea. Idea we're going to steal? Yes. Uh, well, what I like to do is I'll throw her towel in the dryer right before she gets out of the shower so she has a nice warm towel to dry off with. Ooh. A hot towel when she gets out hot of the towel. dryer. Yes. It's like she's flying in first class in first class in her own bathroom. Yeah, here's the deal. Um, as I am no longer married, I'm thinking that would be a class move. Maybe I should get a microwave and put it in the bedroom. <laughs> you know what I mean? It'd be a class move in the likely event that I have a weekend guest. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah. she's, and she's in the shower. You, you know, very after, classy. After whatever, you, you know, just go, oh, hey, I brought you a towel. Yep. And it's a nice sort of moist, pre-moistened, but steamy hot towel. That yep. you can, oh, boy. Yep. That would be smooth. I'm going to renovate my whole house yeah. and put the laundry room upstairs in the master bathroom. Yep. That makes a, That sounds perfect. <laughs> so I have the dryer That's up good, there. It also makes you, you know, keep in mind, Mark, practicality here. It's less room, less distance you have to walk to throw the towel in the dryer. Very the true. And dryer. Very yeah. true. Yeah. So, all that being said, now, wouldn't it be a spousal curse? Courtesy if you won a 2019 Toyota RAV4 for your wife or your husband? Uh, it would be as long as you let her drive once in a while. Yeah, absolutely. And, so, ju- and just sat in the passenger side and shut up like you're supposed to. So here's the deal. We have a 2019 Toyota RAV4 courtesy of your Valley Toyota dealers to give away. You'll get four chances to register yourself for this. And the grand finale to find out who wins it is going to be on April 4th at the Phoenix Zoo for Roars and Pours. We'll give you passes for that. Okay. When you qualify. 
but we just need a call number seven. All right, 480-470-KSLX. You will be our first qualifier for the Toyota Revolution. Mark and Neanderthal in the morning. Listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get Pretty to work. Sure they're illegal. With the free KSLX app. 100.7 KSLX.